book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. We are living in a world filled with so much hatred, and there's only one thing that cuts through the hatred, and it is the love of God. Only divine love can transform hateful hearts. In fact, in Jude, verse 22, the Bible says, And of some have compassion, making a difference. Compassion makes a difference. The love of God makes a difference. We find, I think, one of the great pictures of that in the story of Ananias in Acts chapter number 9. We've been looking at this man that was used of God uh, to minister to the man who would become the great apostle to the Gentiles. I, for one, am grateful to God for Ananias. I'm looking forward to shaking his hand when I get to heaven and uh, learning more about his experience with the Lord and with Saul Uh, Because you think the domino effect, if you will, you think of what was set in motion through Ananias, then to Saul, who became Paul, and then to all of us and to God's people through the centuries. And I was thinking on this just a moment ago. It's very interesting to me that Ananias steps onto the stage here in Acts 9 and then just as quickly moves into the background. And he's he's not found again. In fact, Very shortly, in just a couple of verses, you're not even going to see him. You're only going to see Saul. He's God's man behind the scenes. He's one of the supporting characters. We've learned a couple things about him already. The first is that he was found in God's place. He was spiritually and geographically right where God wanted him. Then he not only was found in God's place, he was following God's promptings. He was willing to respond when God spoke to him, to listen and to obey immediately. And now we come to one final truth, and it is this, that Ananias was also filled with God's love. I'm going to prove that to you. Look at Acts chapter 9, verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately... There fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you like the fact that Saul got baptized, that he joined the disciples, that he began to preach? Oh, yes, we we love that. We want to see that kind of transformation. Well, then you got to back up to verse 17. Because in verse 17, not only did the Holy Ghost fill Saul, but the Holy Ghost was flowing through Ananias. In other words, I believe Ananias was a spirit-filled man himself. And remember, the fruit of the Spirit first is love. The Holy Spirit sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. One of the things that marked Ananias's Words and actions in Acts 9.17 was the love of God. 
Now, you'll remember, he just had a conversation with the Lord about how evil this man is and how much evil he's done to the saints at Jerusalem and how scared to death he is of this man. And the Lord said, go anyway. Friend, God doesn't need us to tell him how bad the sinners are. He knows how bad the sinners are, and for the record, we're just as bad. Instead, what he needs is for us to tell the sinners how good he is. In other words, instead of answering anger with anger, flesh with flesh, hatred with hatred, we must respond full of the Spirit and full of the love of God. Look, friends, flesh always produces more flesh. Only Spirit can produce Spirit. James said this way, The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And I fear that sometimes God's people in our world are looking at sinners like Saul, wicked men doing evil things, and we're fussing at the darkness instead of shining the light. We're talking about how bad and wicked they are instead of pointing them to our good God who can forgive their sin and save their souls. Uh, The Lord doesn't need us sitting around in our church buildings just talking about our culture. He needs us to invade this world with the message of Jesus Christ. And that's what Ananias does. He goes to the front lines. Are you willing to go to the front lines? Are you willing to go where the sinners are? Why should we be aggravated and annoyed and shocked when sinners act like sinners? Instead, what we should say is, I'm going to take the grace of God to them. So he does two things. First of all, he put his hands on him. He touched him with tenderness. Think about this. One whose hands would have been bound by Saul. See, originally in the early part of Acts 9, Saul wanted to touch Ananias too, but not in a kind way. He wanted to put him in shackles and throw him in jail. But Ananias touches this man with tenderness, this man that others had run from. He literally reaches out and puts his hands on him. I love this. He's demonstrating the love of God. See, isn't this just like Jesus? God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The word commended means demonstrated his love. God didn't just tell us he loved us. He proved it by his actions. And so this man is love in action. And then not only his actions, but his words. Listen to the first word out of his mouth, Brother Saul. Not just his name. Someone said the most beautiful word in the English language is a person's own name. But I I would say the most beautiful word is that which connects us to the Lord. And so he doesn't just call him by name, that he identifies him and knows him. He calls him brother. What does that imply? Members of the same family now. We have the same father now. It's a word of acceptance, a word of access. Son of my father, member of my family. That's glorious, isn't it? And then, of course, the ultimate is uh, he speaks to him of Jesus. Uh, The greatest demonstration of the love of God is not that we do something nice for someone or treat them kindly. That's good, but that's just the entry point for the gospel. The greatest thing you ever do is speak to them of Jesus Christ. The most loving thing you ever do is tell someone the truth about their need and his sufficiency. I was thinking on this, and uh, you you try to use a little sanctified imagination. Remember, Saul has been blind for three days. Now suddenly... In verse number 18, the scales fall off his eyes and he sees. Uh, Did you ever think about the first thing he saw? The first thing this man saw when his eyes were opened was Ananias. The first thing he saw was this man who was full of the love of God. The first Christian he heard after meeting Jesus was a man filled with the love of God. 
See, that's what the Lord wants this world to see and hear. God's love in us. God's love through us. Read 1 Corinthians 13 again today. Read it on your knees. Pray your way through the great love chapter. It's not enough to be a good speaker, to have talents and gifts and abilities, or even to do nice, generous things for people. No, it is charity that never fails. It is the love of God that makes the difference. Uh, Not an apostle sent to Saul and Ananias. You don't have to have the lead role. Just do your part. Very shortly, we'll come to to the ministry of Barnabas. You know what Barnabas was? Son of consolation, encourager. You know what marked him? The love of God. It is as if all of the people that God surrounds Saul with in these early stages were men who were just so full of the love of God, it flowed out of them. Started to say naturally, but supernaturally. It's the work of grace in our hearts. May the Lord help us to be an Ananias, to be a Barnabas today, and who knows what Saul God may bring across our path. One thing I do know, it will be his love, his compassion, that makes the difference. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.